Hello, and welcome back to The Trunk Show. This is the official start of season two. I'm your host, Allison Howell, here to talk with leading professionals about their event rental businesses, hard-earned wisdom, and ongoing adventures in the industry. The show is brought to you by RW Elephant, mighty inventory management software designed to help you conquer the chaos in your event rental business and reclaim your creativity. Because the world needs more of the beautiful events and environments you create. In this episode, you'll hear my conversation with Matiana Gregory, founder and mastermind behind one of Phoenix's top specialty rental and production design companies. We chat about how she got her start, built her collection, and where she's headed next. I am Matiana Gregory. I own Dang Fine Rentals and Designs. Uh, We are based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and we are pretty much specialty event rentals, but as well production designers. So we're doing everything from your rentals to creating your brand or your aesthetic in every custom way that it could be done. Um, it's definitely evolved a lot since I started this business almost seven years ago. And, um, yeah, I would say that we're, we're in the production side as well as the rental side. And I merged the two. Got it. Got it. So where are you from originally? So I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Okay. And so I moved here in 2015 to start this company um, after being, I had previously been a planner and I just noticed a really big gap in this market. Nothing in Arizona was, you know, up to speed with where LA was. And I just thought, let's bring a little bit of LA to the desert. Yeah. So what else drew you to the desert? Was it just like, oh, there's an opportunity in Phoenix or do you have other family and connection there? Honestly, it was just an opportunity. I okay. loved events. I loved the design part of events. I didn't really care what people ate for their main course sure. or their appetizers. I really didn't care about a sparkle exit. Right. And I realized that planning was just not where I was supposed to be. Um, and in discovering that, I was trying to lean more into design. And if I'm being honest, in Los Angeles, I was just not willing to be a small fish in a big pond. And okay. I saw an opportunity in Arizona and just said, I'm going to be the big fish in that small pond. And that's what I came and did. Wow, that takes a lot of guts. It was very sudden. Honestly, the idea kind of struck me in the October of 2014 when I was doing an event out here and just realizing how limited my options were. Sure. Um, so I started doing some digging and it actually was one of the top destination, um, top 20 destination wedding places is the desert, which is sure. something people don't really realize or maybe didn't. And this is also a huge destination for corporate retreats. So sure. I knew that people are coming to the desert And all these big hotels are putting on huge corporate programs. And those corporate programs need custom elements. And the second we started bringing Dang Fine to the market, the second we started showing bars that were custom, no one had made a bar that wasn't a wood bar before us. Like everyone just had either the wood bar was exciting or maybe a white bar, but no one had been doing custom designed bars. Not anyone I had ever seen. Right. And everyone here was like, what is this? What, who is this? And immediately every DMC was calling me. Every wedding planner was, you know, reaching out um, and it just snowballed. But reality is, is I was kind of all in and I, you know, yeah, there was a part of it that was a little fearful, but once we started the brand, once the aesthetic was there, once the momentum and the vibe was there, I knew everyone got it. And everyone's always like, oh, Dang's here. I mean, our shirts say Dang with a huge exclamation. Like everyone always is very much excited when they see us. Yeah. Um, 
because we just kind of bring that fun. We're vibrant. We're wild. Everyone's cool on the team is just nice and approachable. Well, describe your collection for us. Tell, tell us what pieces you have and, and what style it is. We kind of have a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty great at knowing our brand. And yes, I could see a sofa that's like French country and be like, yeah, that's pretty, but that's not my brand. So I stay in my lane. I'm very good at that. Um, But we have anything from glam funk to, you know, I would say like Moroccan and boho. And so we have anything in between. We have a lot of Equipal Mexican leather that we will throw in with like velvet sofas. We love the funk. We love the, we love combinations. We love changing it up. Um, And I would say that we just portray ourselves as making comfortable, aesthetically fun and pleasing lounge spaces, bars, backdrops, et cetera. So you have lounge spaces, you have lounge furniture, you have backdrops, you have bars. We have tables and chairs. We have a fleet of tables and chairs, multiple styles of chairs, and two fleets of tables. We have, you know, well over 200 different styles of walls out there. And we just, yeah, it's insane. I really should try to get a video going, um, make our social girl do all of our walls because people really don't realize how many backdrops we really own. Let me go back for a minute to the to the building you do. Um, when you are thinking about building a new bar, obviously there's a creative vision, but do you have any other kind of parameters or rules that are, here's what Dang does for a bar. It always folds or it's always six feet long or like, So every bar is at least six feet long. That's for sure. We try to keep it under seven feet long. However, no, we do not do the fold. (laughs) I tried the fold and you know what? We just, we, things go out too much here and water and, and moisture gets involved in bars Yeah. and I've done the fold and the fold does not last. So we have full structured bars that are built. And so they definitely take up like a, a, you know, Sure. A good footprint. We do have brand new acrylic bars though, that are in pieces that get assembled on site that are going out this month. Um, we do have one set of bars that cleat in the front so you can change their fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one way that we can change the aesthetics quickly. So have you ever made a purchase that you were super excited about and then it just didn't rent? It just didn't move once you had it? There's been a few things, but truthfully, like we're really good at mixing what we buy in. So. Sure. In a way, corporate will always kind of go with like our idea. Weddings are emotional and personal. So like wet brides feel like they know that that's not the color pink they want. However, I could pretty much sell a corporate like, no, this will make this aesthetic come to life. And they sign off. Sure, sure. Is that at all seasonal for you in Phoenix or are both year round? Um, So we used to see that summer was slow. Right. We did not get that this year. Um. So other than that, though, corporate's year-round and so is weddings. Like we, uh, there are weddings throughout the summer. There's corporate throughout the summer. Um, So we kind of just kind of get a full, full year of season. Very rarely do we have two months off. (sighs) I'm tired for you, Matiana. I am tired right now. This year has been a blessing and we've gotten so much business and we are on fire. However, it is definitely coming with, we've grown our team. We have tons more employees. We have more selling, more warehouse. And so we just keep growing. But every time we grow, I'm like, did I need to grow three more people on here? And mm. that, you know, hired five should have gotten sure. 10. I don't even know at this point how to keep up. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, 
tell me a little bit more about the creative side of the business. In addition to the physical rentals, you guys do so much in creative creativity and production. Do you what what defines those services? What do you do and what do you not do as far as creativity goes? Honestly, I don't even know what we don't do at this point. So <laughs> here's the deal. I am a say yes person. I know that I am the type of person who was born to like design and create yeah. and constantly be evolving. That's half the reason I always liked events because events are always different, right? Yeah. Not one bride is having necessarily the identical. However, sure. I got burnt out on the lounges. I have girls who are phenomenal with lounges. Me personally, I don't want to sling only furniture anymore. So yeah. I come in to sling the custom design. Sure. And that's what just like keeps me always fired up, always fresh, always ready. So I work with corporate or bride or anyone and all, my team also does custom as well. So we do everything from like your custom builds to we can laser cut all your signage. We can do all those things because we own all of our machines at this point. Wow. And we can custom build pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, as long as we have the time these days. Sure. And yeah, we, we have a custom printer next door who's right next to our warehouse. So he does all my vinyls, all my wraps, all my so convenient. different things. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Well, I mean, okay, so you have these big creative visions. How do you pitch it to a client so that they understand what is in your head? So we have design decks. So everything gets created into a design deck. So you have like multiple like pages of design. So we mm -hmm. walk a client through, okay, this is the vision of your brand. This is the colors of your brand. This is what we envision for your stage. Sometimes there's stage options, A, B, and C. Sometimes it's one stage. Or this is where we your um, deck is that we're thinking for your photo op. Mm -hmm. This is your interactive experience. And so we pretty much pitch people. You see a visual of everything you're going to do. And right. we also do send videos to explain our deck. So when we pitch, we pitch in a video form. Uh -huh. Um if not in person, depending on the client. And yeah, everyone will, they are able to see it. Then they can go to their RW. They could see exactly their invoicing. Yeah. And so we try to make uh, people get their invoice, their price, their everything in one pitch so that everyone can see what they're getting. That's a lot of work up front. Do you feel like you ever have to like balance? Like how do you gauge when somebody's ready for a pitch versus, oh, they're still shopping? Um, I can gauge if someone's shopping, if they're shopping, they will get a quick pitch. Quick pitch is totally something that we have themes. We have so many things. Like we right. have tons of, tons of, tons of decks full of themes, visuals. You want a glam lounge? We've got it. You want a backdrop? We sure. got it. So we have quick pitches. So we could throw a quick pitch together in about 15 minutes and send it yeah. off. Yeah. Um, however, when you are like our client, you're coming to us, you're paying a design fee, okay. you're locked in. So you're okay. wanting something from us, but you have skin in the game because Great. that's the other thing is we're not going to take all that work unless right. we're it. Yeah. Cause that is, I mean, that's a huge commitment on your, on your end. Um, but okay. So they've, they've given you money. You've given them the pitch. Well, maybe this happens earlier too, but what is, what do you think it is about you or your brand or your process that gets those clients to trust you? At this point, it's a word of mouth thing. Right. And 99% of the people that are coming to us have seen us at an event right. or have seen our Instagram or have seen what we're doing. And it just speaks for itself at this point. So tell me a little bit more about pricing and profitability. How do you, how do you price your rentals? Do you have a formula? Do you have a, a process? Is it a gut feeling? No, I mean, we have a pretty good system. So I make sure that in our rentals, we're making our money back in three rentals. 
custom things just really just that's a custom price every time but we have a formula we know what certain walls cost and this and that and then i can go from there um but yeah that's how we pretty much quote on the rental side Um, so i know in my own creative endeavors you know sometimes i find that a budget makes me more creative absolutely and other times i feel like oh a budget just like kills my creativity because i feel like i have to sacrifice so much like how do you how do you kind of endure that balance when a client comes to you with a budget are you telling them hey this is what it's going to cost so we have rental minimums. You, we do not do anything for less than a five hundred dollar rental minimum plus labor and delivery. Sure. So rental wise, we always know that like we're not leaving the door unless it's this much money because it takes trucks and teams right. and all these things. Right. However, when it comes to budgets, I love a budget. I like think it's very very important that a client, especially who wants anything, a bride, it doesn't matter who you are. You need to have a frame of what you're willing to spend because it is no fun to be sold an idea you can't afford. That is not fun for us. That's not fun for you. No one likes to be shown things and dangled that they can't afford. So I prefer a budget right off the bat because if you give me a budget, 10 out of 10 times, we're going to make sure we stretch it to be the best version of that budget. But if you give us a budget range, but reality is you're not willing to go to 5,000, you're really at three and I'm starting to sell you a $5,000 $5,000 backdrops and stuff, and then you can't afford it. That is so unfun for you. Right. So I think it's always important for people to kind of come in with a budget. Yeah. And then that just makes the experience for everyone better. And then you get to see things that are super possible for you. That makes sense. It's always better to be on the same page, especially when it comes to budget. Price is a tough topic. Absolutely. And seriously, some of my best clients literally just give us a deck. I have one client. Everyone will see her on my Instagram powerhouse woman. Lindsay gives me a budget, the branding, if it's changed. And she says, I need a photo op and a stage. And then she does not see anything till the day of not one thing. Wow. And every single time she walks in that room and almost cries. I've seen her cry a few times. She is always blown away. Cause I'm like, okay, well I'm going to take it to the next level yeah. because she backed off and I can do my best work. And so, yes, her events are not necessarily my most profitable because I like to spend on her event. She's letting me show my best work within her brand. And it's always so out of control and amazing. And so that's my favorite part, you know? That outlet for creativity sounds like such a gift. I think a lot of people in this industry would love that client. Now let's transition a little more toward the practical side of things. Let's talk storage. Tell us about your racks. Tell us about your warehouse. What what do you love about your warehouse? What things really work for you? We have a decent organization system. Our rugs are pretty much in a good place. Everyone in this industry knows rugs are just a headache yeah. to stack and organize. But we've got a pretty good system on how everything goes. We also have a lot of racks that roll around, yeah. um, which is nice. And um, I'm constantly... So during COVID, one of the things that I did was I decided that when all my employees were still on and I decided that we would take the time to change the things about the warehouse we absolutely hated, like specific ways that racks were made or whatever. I was like, we will tear them down and rebuild them. As much of a headache, like no one wants to do that on the right. planet. Like nothing is worse in the, in the world. But I was like, with this time, we can flip it. So we put all yeah. this, like we can make it work for us. And so like, there are some things we still want to do, but for the most part, we did a lot of changes. We got a second warehouse. We facilitated all the things that we don't want. Like the pretty stuff's still in ours, but like the like more like bulk items are down the way. Um, and I think that that's just really helpful is to just like, make sure that you spend some time and some investment back into like making your space organized and work for you. 
I want to transition a little bit to a, kind of a different facet of the business. I'm I'm wondering if there's any scenarios or situations you can share with us where something went wrong or you were disappointed in how something turned out and kind of either what you learned from that or, or where you went from there. Um, I mean, it's definitely been a long time since I have felt that way. Um, in the past, any time that I've ever felt like things didn't go the right way was just being understaffed. Um, that's a big mm. thing for me. Everyone knows I overstaff everything. I overstaff and I spend on the high end for labor because there's no point on us breaking our backs to make everything happen. I really just think that if you wear down the team, you don't have a team. And I do yeah. find that that's the biggest downfall of every company around me. Right. Um, well, I know I know there are people who feel like they want to pay more or they want to have more people on site, but they they get a lot of pushback from their clients when it comes to like delivery fees or labor. Mm-hmm. How do you overcome those objections when when people come back to you and say, "Really, it's going to be that much for for the installation?" Honestly, I just from day one was like, "This is the price," and I think that the one reason that it's been hard easier for me is I'm the only one who does it. So mm-hmm. it's either me or you're not getting half of this. Like you're you're not getting a custom stage and install. This is I'm it. So right. there has been people that came out of the woodworks that are doing cheaper and whatnot of like certain photo ops or something for baby showers. I'm like definitely book them. Like if they've got that entire eight by eight backdrop with six walls for 150 delivered, you need to jump on that. Like right. that's craziness. Yeah. But I, you know what? I just I can't go home to my baby at night, not making any money and paying people on $150. So like I have to charge what it's worth. And from day one, even when I started this business in my garage, I wasn't the cheapest provider. I was always a good price point because I knew I wanted it to grow. I also have a contract thick as thieves. If I'm giving you a discount, you're going to have an entire contract of what you owe me. And if it's not delivered, I charge day after. Because wow. a lot of times people are like, I'll post you on the social media. I'll, I'll do this. And then they don't. And I'm like, yeah. that wasn't part of the deal. There was a contract. Yeah. So I actually, I hired a lawyer to make a contract for that. Seems like you have some thick skin there. Because I know a lot of times people feel I like, do. oh, they didn't, they didn't post. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Uh, no, I mean, it's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible yeah. feeling to feel like someone like was so nice and kind and amazing and promised you all these things only to turn around and not give them to you. But you feel like they're not approachable. I just, I... I am a very confrontational person, not in a bad way, but like I have no problem having a conversation. I have no, nothing. Yeah. Well, and honestly, if more people acted the way you did, the expectations would be, would be reframed here. Whereas right now, people who are starting out or who feel like I'm desperate for the business are sort of willing to, to take these chances. And really it, it makes it hard for anyone to to hold that line. So, and truthfully, I get it. Sometimes it's just not going to be like, I'm not saying you in the beginning can't do anything for free, but you need to pick and choose. And if I, my biggest thing would be is choose a dollar amount. I am Mm -hmm. willing to invest X amount of dollars into my advertising. That's what you would call it. Right. And once you've hit that and also be strategic, like if someone just Mm -hmm. slides in and she's like, I have, you know, 30,000 followers and it's my son's first birthday. Are you trying to sell first birthdays? Is that the client that you want? Right. Well, it seems like you've learned a lot of those lessons kind of along the way. Obviously, you had event experience, and so you didn't come into this just blind. But tell me a little bit about, compare yourself today to 
to the woman who started Dang Fine Rentals? It's a big difference. I mean, I was ambitious and I was willing to say, yes, I had a showroom in the front of my house. If someone came in and said, oh, I love those tables. Do you have 10? And I really had two. I was like, yes, we do. They'll be there. So I was, I've always been this day. Yes, fake it till you make it kind of person. So the girl back then always knew that she was going to keep going. I mean, I couldn't imagine that I wouldn't have. I will say it wasn't like a walk in the park. I invested a lot of money into Dang Fine. At one point, I took out, um, instead of loans, I just put it on credit cards, on my personal credit cards. I had to, um, I drove for Lyft for a little while. I have so many details okay. that I'm willing to share to anyone. But Well, tell us, here, tell us. Like, we want to know. How did you make ends meet? I bartended an elderly home. That's my favorite story. Wow. I was at the park uh, walking my dogs, and there was this man, and he was like, oh, I live in this facility right here, and they just opened a sports bar. Yeah, and I was like, okay. So I ended up bartending at an elderly home and meeting wow. the cutest people for a good six months. Um, and I was just bartending, driving Lyft, like doing anything on top of Ding so I could not take money from the business. And I just kept growing it. And so I never took out loans for the business. I've been cash-based, not cash-based the whole time, but I've always had money in the bank. I've always used what I had and never used someone else's money. There's probably tons of different ways people could do this. And I'm not saying that that's the right way. Sure. Um, I scaled it 100% every single year. Yeah. And I always kept the money in the business. That's amazing. Okay, now I want to hear a little bit more about how work-life balance works for you. Tell me a little bit about the experience of becoming a mama. What, what has that, what, how has that influenced your business or how has that changed you as a person in relationship to your business? I just had a baby and she's 10 months and I'm, she's my, she's my complete spitting image. She's the most driven baby I've ever met. I've never, (laughs) I've never seen a 10 month old so determined to get something that she wants and fight you for it. Yeah. She's probably just crushing all those milestones, right? Like she's, she's Mm -hmm. ahead of the curve. She's, she's ready to, to ace all the baby tests, huh? Yes. She's wild. I mean, well, she has a track suit, so she has the the gear she needs to do all the training, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got a dang fine track suit. She's got a few of them. So I'm so excited. It's getting cold here because she can wear them. Well, now I have to be a mom and I have to check into yeah. an entire different job or I have to start feeling like I can't work 80 hours and I can't like not go home and I can't like or have a babysitter at my house 24-7. Like the woman can't be there forever. So I you know, it's definitely been a hard, 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 hard adjustment. This has been a very difficult adjustment for me. Um, just because I also have like all that guilt of like, okay, she's like about to walk any day now. Am I going to miss that? Because I'm always here or am I get, you know, and it's, it's definitely been a big adjustment. I am not necessarily, I wouldn't say I'm really successful at it yet just because I'm like how I'm just constantly a juggling act, trying to figure out that five seconds that I don't have to be here. So I could just be at home. Yeah. Or be at home and not be on my phone and be at home and not answering an email. Cause sure. that's the other thing is like, I find my phone go off a lot when I'm with her and I'm just like the poor girls like always see me, me on my phone. So mm-hmm. I try to leave my phone somewhere else. And then I go back or six missed phone calls and like, they're freaking out. I'm like, I can't be on my phone all the time. Like I have to yeah. just be here. Yeah. You know, I think, um, whether, whether you start your business first or you have a family first, that, that juggling act is real. I, I, I feel that personally with my own family, you know, when I'm not with my kids and I'm trying to focus on work, sometimes I'm I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh, but they're doing this thing or I should be there for them or I should be able to be part of this. And then when I'm with them, I can't turn off the work brain sometimes, you know? Yes, 
totally. It's it's difficult to to have both things happening at the same time for sure. Extremely difficult. It's not easy at all, but it's slowly getting better. It's slowly, I'm slowly working it out after this season. We'll definitely kind of readjust like what I need to do as far as like hiring and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's hard because like, you know, people say like, oh, would you ever sell your business? I'm like, I am my business. I don't know how that, that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you definitely, um, for being someone who can delegate so well and not have to be the only voice in the room, it's, it, you're definitely a force. You're definitely a force there. And um, it, it seems like it's it's difficult to imagine what dang fine could be without your presence there as often as you are. Totally. It's not easy, but we're, we're taking it day by day. Um, well, tell us about some of the milestones or moments in your business that you have truly celebrated. What, what are some of those things that you're really proud of? Hmm. So, um, I remember the first time I ever did an event at a venue that's very sought after here. It's a little bit of like a clicky venue. I got a wedding there and it was a big wedding and I was really excited and we pulled it off and I rolled into bed at 4.30 in the morning. And I just remember mm-hmm. that was the first time that I was like, well, can I cuss on here? I feel that. Yeah, that's fine. I was like, I always say, I always say I'm exhausted as fuck, but happy as hell. Like that's <laughs> how I felt in that morning. And I was like, it's 4.30 in the morning, but like I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And yeah. I just crushed that big event. And before that, that venue was kind of wary about me being like, who are these new people? There was definitely a little bit of that. And then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, dang, fine's here, dang, fine's here, you know? That's got to feel amazing to have that kind of brand recognition in your city. Well, I'm going to start winding us down here. If you're listening in and you'd like to hear more from Matiana, you can find her Instagram handles and website in the show notes. And be on the lookout in those show notes for the link to join the RW Elephant mailing list. Stay tuned for just a few more minutes to hear Matiana's lightning round Q&A. Three words that describe your collection. Dang fine, amazing. (laughs) Perfect. What (laughs) is one trait you look for when hiring? Someone willing to just get into the trenches and give it a try. Do you rent, lease, or purchase your delivery vehicles? Uh, Well, we rent them right Mm -hmm. now. We rent them. Um, but we have start. we, we own some of them and now we've, we purchased a truck and a van and now, and we rent some too. But my, my goal, my goal is all purchases. Two things outside of work you love to do. I love to go to the farmer's market. If I have a Saturday morning off, I hit the farmer's market hands down every single time. And I, I guess just hanging out with my family at this point, at this point it's family and adventures. Would you rather pack a delivery truck blindfolded or get a last minute order for a 200 person event that's happening tomorrow? I get my team if I do that one. So I would probably, I would probably want the 200 person event the next day. We could pull it off. I know we could. So here's the final question. What do you enjoy most about your rental adventures? My team. Hmm. I love my employees and I, truthfully, the adventures we've had lately, I mean, we've been to Santa Fe, we've been to Los Angeles, we've been all over the board and we go to all these fun events and to see how invested and how truly fun everyone makes it. And I was alone for so long building this dream. And so now that I look around, I'm just surrounded by people. Like it's like the best. This is better than anything it could have been because now I like literally am people's job and that's pretty special to be able to have created something that 
makes enough money to invest in people. A big thank you to Matiana and Dang Fine Rentals. And thank you for listening to The Trunk Show brought to you by RW Elephant. Season two has just begun and we have so much to share. We'll be releasing episodes each week, so be sure to listen in. As always, I'm your host, Allison Howell. Happy renting!